In the beginning of this parsha, we have the mitzvah of Bikurim, of bringing the very first fruit of the Shivas Haminim to the Beis Hamikdash to the Koyen. The Pasuk then goes on to speak a parsha called Vidui Maisrois. He says, once you finish bringing all the Maisrois, giving away the different portions over the first, second, and third years of the Shemitah cycle, there comes a point when the Yid has to make sure that he has given everything away already. So even if there were some things he didn't give away on time in the first year or the second year, in the third year, now is the time to get rid of all of it. And he has to make a spe- special proclamation called Vidui Maisrois. Just after this section of Vidui Maisrois, the Torah says, Hayoyim azeh Hashem on this day, Hashem is commanding you to do all of these chukim and mishpatim. You will keep them, you will do them with your whole heart and soul. On these words, Rashi says that a baskoil would actually come out and give the yid a bracha. You brought Bikurim this year, you will repeat it, you will repeat this again, once again next year. Now, usually the words Vishamart of Osisa would usually be a command. Rashi is not translating it as a command. Rashi is saying is that it's a bracha. Why not a command? Because this Pasik seemingly cannot be a command because we have finished giving the commands already in the previ- previous Psukim, both in regards to the Bikurim and the Miser. And in fact, the previous Psukim are even speaking already about that the person has fulfilled all of his obligations. The further Psukim, are actually starting to speak about different things of the, about the praise of the Yidden. Hashem he marto hayoim, Hashem he mircha, Hashem selected you, you selected Hashem. So these, these, this posuk right over here, Visham Martov can't be referring to a command. Rather, we must say, it's a promise that the Abishta is giving that this Yid will be able to come back next year again and bring Bikurim again. In fact, says the Rebbe, this will also explain why Rashi uses the term Tishne l'shon haba. You will repeat this again next year, rather than using a term such as "you should bring the bikurim next year" or "you'll do this mitzvah again next year," because since we just explained that this pasuk is not coming in connection to the commands in the previous psukim, rather it's already connected to what's going to say in the later psukim, the different praises about the yidden. In those psukim, the idea of mida connected mida is very strongly emphasized. We mentioned before that the Pasuk says, Hashem he marto, Hashem he mircha. You have chosen, you have selected, distinguished Hashem. Hashem has distinguished you. We see that the Pasuk is specifically using similar words to emphasize the idea that Hashem pays mida keneged mida. And we, in turn, also thank Hashem in a way of mida keneged mida. And therefore... Rashi uses this term specifically, Tishna Lashana Haba, you will repeat exactly the same thing next year, meaning this is Mida Kanagad Mida. You had the ability to bring these fruits this year, and you're being given the promise to be able to do this again and have more fruit and bring more fruit to the base of Migdash next year as well. The question, however, is why does Rashi focus on the idea of Bikurim? You brought Bikurim this year, you'll be able to bring you'll be able to bring this again next year. Seemingly, Bikurim was the first thing in the parsha. Then came, as we said, the idea of Vidui Maisrois. So seemingly, it would have made sense to say that this posik over here, Vishamartovasisoisam, is going to be a baskoil or a promise regarding being able to do this again. So the question is, why is Rashi saying Bikurim? 
The Rebbe says we cannot say that Rashi actually means both Bikurim and Vidui Meiser, because Vidui Meiser, in fact, doesn't happen again next year. It happens once in three years. So when Rashi says Bikurim next year, it actually just means Bikurim. Another thing we need to understand is, what's this idea of a baskoil coming and speaking to the person, giving him this promise? We don't find anything similar to this in any other mitzvah and area of the Torah. So to explain, the Rebbe says, in the previous section, in Vidui Maisris, what's being discussed is, again, that if a person did not bring the Maisris in the first year, the second year, he's bringing it finally after three years. He says this Vidui Maisr. If we should say that the Baskoil is coming and saying, Tishna, you should repeat this again next time, what we're basically saying is, again, you should not bring the Maisris on time, rather only on the third year. Clearly, that would not be a bracha. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, it says, a person that is bringing only once in three years, it's not exactly, in other words, not doing it in the right time. You can't say he's doing it with his whole heart and soul. A person that does it with his whole heart and soul is doing it on time. This is why Rashi says that it's referring to Bikurim. Bikurim definitely can be said that a person is doing it with his whole heart and soul that year, and again, he should be able to repeat it next year. The question, however, will still remain, does it mean then that this posik that's promising which is referring to Bikurim is totally not connected to the previous psukim just now of Vidui Maiser, only to the Pasha before that. But the truth of the matter is, says the Rebbe, the very last words in that Pasha Vidui Maiser is actually hinting to Bikurim, could be taken as a hint to Bikurim. Because the last words finish off about the Yid asking for a bracha, the Ebishesha bench the Yidden, bench Eretz Yisrael, a land flowing Eretz of us, Cholov Udvash. The Rebbe is about to explain that Cholov Udvash specifically have more of a connection to Bikurim than to Maisrois. Number one says the Rebbe, we don't even bring Maiser from milk and honey. Even if we refer to honey, that's actually referring to the dates that are filled with honey. The truth of the matter is, the obligation of Meisers would be to all sorts of fruits, not necessarily only such tasty and delicious dates that are filled with honey. Whereas Bikurim, Bikurim in fact have to be done from the very, very best fruit, the dates that are filled with honey. And also Bikurim is actually thanking Hashem for that land flowing with Ered Zovas Cholavadvosh. In other words, the Baruch HaVishamart of Osisoism that follows the Parsha of Vidui Meiser, but it's mainly connected to the very last words, Eretz, Zavaz, Cholavadvosh, which in fact are very much are, uh, related to the idea of Bikurim. Now, back to the question of what's this idea of the Basko. So the Rebbe said by Bikurim, we just mentioned before, there's a lot this idea of Mida connected Mida. And both ways, Hashem took us Adam Mitzrayim from one extreme, gave us a land flowing with milk and honey, so we are going to go and bring the best to Hashem. We also see it the other way around, that we chose Hashem, we selected Hashem, Hashem Marto, Hashem chooses us, Hashem distinguishes us. So the question is, it's all very nice, we're going meter connected meter. We take from the beginning of the fruit and we go to the place that Hashem chose because Hashem brought us to this place and so on and so forth. But here we have something the Yid is about to do. He calls out in a loud way, praising Hashem and so on and so forth. What is the Yid getting for that? Where is the meter connected meter for that? This tells us that there must be also an announcement that the Eibishter is making back to the Yid. The only problem is an announcement directly from Hashem back to the Yid. The Yid had already earlier argued that we cannot tolerate and be able to continue existing by listening to Hashem directly. And therefore, 
It was only a baskoil, not a direct voice from Hashem himself, but a lower level, the level of a baskoil. The Rebbe now takes it and connects it to the ideas of Chassidus on this Pasek. And the Rebbe says like this, We just explained that the Pasek Hayoim Hazeh, that, you, that you're doing all of these things, and the Baskoil is coming, etc., etc., is connected to the previous Pasek of Zovas Cholovodvosh. In fact, in Chassidus, in Lekutu Torah, the Alter Rebbe also says that the last word of the previous section, Udvash, together with the first three words of the Pasek that we are dealing with, which starts off Hayoim Hazeh, Hashem, Hashem spelled, of course, Yud Kevavke. Those four words, the Vav and the He and the He and the next Yud, make up a Rosh Hashanah for Shem Havaya. Emphasizing again this idea that this Pasek is connected specifically to the end of the previous Parsha. In Lukut Torah, it also explains that this idea of Hayoim Hazeh, which day is it referring to? It's referring to Rosh Hashanah. This is a remiss to the idea of Rosh Hashanah. And this will also fit very much with what Rashi says that we're speaking in this Pasek about Bikurim. And the Rebbe says, number one, that Bikurim is called Reishis in the Torah, just like Rosh Hashanah being the Rosh. And furthermore, as the Tzamech Tzedek explains, Bikurim is considered Reishis even in comparison to Truma, which is also Reishis. Bikurim comes before that. And so too, we have Yidin and Torah, which are both, both called Reishis. But Yidin are the Bikurim, Torah is the Truma. That means Yidin are even higher because they are rooted in the very, very essence of Hashem. In other words, what does Bikurim represent? The deepest level within the Yid, that's the Bikurim aspect. The way he's rooted in the very essence of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this is then the connection to Rosh Hashanah. In the time where the very essence of the Yid is revealed, expressing itself in the great Bittul and Kabbalah soul that we have in Rosh Hashanah. Says the Rebbe, this will now also help us understand what Rashi says in one Rashi earlier. On the words Hayoim Azeh, Rashi says, Bechol Yoim, every single day, Hadoshim, it should be in your eyes like new. Now according to Rashi, this passage is speaking about Bikurim. So we're speaking about the mitzvah of Bikurim should be brand new in your eyes every single day. And the question is, if we're not involved in Bikurim, we're doing other matters of Torah and mitzvahs or our daily life, why suddenly are we speaking about that we should remember every day as if Bikurim was given today? But based on what we just explained, it's very much understood. Because we need to have that attitude of the etzim anasham of the bikurim in all of our avoid, and every detail of our avoid needs to be felt. The Rebbe also says this is more geshemak based on what the Tzemach Tzedek brings. That bikurim these days is our tefillah, this gives us the koyach for the rest of the day. And this is again similar to the avoid of Rosh Hashanah, that needs to shine, that Kabbalah soil of Rosh Hashanah needs to shine all year round. Says the Rebbe, let's now go back to what Rashi tells us. Because now another thing is going to be understood. We said that the bracha that the Abishta gives you, are going to do this again next year. It's like an haftacha. You're for sure going to do it. And how, how is that possible? Isn't there bechira chafshis and so on and so forth? Isn't there free choice? But the idea is that once we're speaking about the Yisraelis of the very deepest part of the neshama, then of course he's going to be doing everything the way he's supposed to be doing. Says the Rebbe, just like we explained before that the whole tachlis of the Kabbalah's oil, the Etzim HaNasham is that it needs to express itself also in all of our Avoida. The Rebbe says the same thing is with the Bikurim. On the one hand, it's a very great and holy mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah that we take inside of the Koyin eats it, and it needs to be done with Simcha. And when we do our mitzvahs like this, and we do our Avoida properly, surely Hashem repays Midah, Keneged Midah, that more Geshmaka fruit grow, and Vesamachta, we rejoice in all of it. And so too through the avoid of Rosh Hashanah, when we have that Kabbalah soil of Rosh Hashanah and bring it to the rest of the year, the Eibishter benches all the Yidn with Aksivah v'Chsimah and everything that they need for them and their families, B'bonachayu, M'zoyin